You're listening to the Law of Attraction Radio Network. The secret to well-being is discovering the power that is your birthright, the power to create a happier, healthier life drawn from our own vast internal resources. Join Jules and her guests as they gently guide you to shift your perspective from the familiar negative to the divinely connected, a place that will not only positively impact your world, but possibly shift the planet. It's all right here on Law of Attraction Talk Radio. Well, welcome to Law of Attraction Talk Radio. This is Jules from beautiful Southern California. And I am thrilled to be doing an actual live show with my co-host and um, probably the best law of attraction expert there is in my book, Dr. David Che. Hi, David. Hey, Jules. How's it going? Just great. I am so thrilled to give the listeners this opportunity to ask you questions. Well, thanks. I really appreciate it. I mean, I know we've done, um, you know, recorded interviews in the past, but, you know, this is the first time we're actually doing it kind of live with callers to call in. So this will be a different experience for both of us, I think. Oh, yeah. And it's going to be fun. I love talking with the people. It's like we don't even uh, get this opportunity. So we're going to have a great time. So, David... Now, we had you on the show not too long ago, and you had uh, great success with getting your book and uh, published and printed for China. Is there any updates on that? Uh, well, right now, well, because it's in China, um, I have another agent. I will have a new agent. She's out of New York, and she specializes in foreign rights. And right now, she told me, um, you know, uh, you know, just the country of China, and then there, there's the little island off the coast of China, which is called Taiwan, and that's actually where I was born. Mm-hmm. And they also speak Chinese, and you know, it's a it's a whole long history of what happened between the two countries, how it became like that. But that's a, a totally other subject. But the <laughs> thing is, in, in Taiwan, they speak Chinese too, and again, that's where I was born, and we emigrated to the United States, you know, back in the '80s. And um, I told my agent about. And how where I originated from, and she said, you know, we do have uh, connections with um, publishers, uh, agents in Taiwan. So um, that's the next, I guess that you know, that's the next logical thing to do after since it's in China already. We're going to try to hit Taiwan too. Wow, how cool is that? So truly, David Che has um, started first with a self-published book, and he knows the law of attraction so well that he got picked up by Simon & Schuster, which is unbelievable. They're the publishers of The Secret. And then, I mean, to have that happen is pretty phenomenal. But then he goes out and he is attracting this publisher from China. It's already printed. And now he wants to go and put it out all over the world because it's so very popular. Give us a little bit of information on how you accomplished this as far as the law of attraction. What was your first step? Well, the first step is you have to actually know exactly what it is you want. You can't you can't create vague goals or vague uh, objectives with what you're trying to do. The first step in using the law of attraction is you have to know clearly what it is you want. And, you know, I know I knew after I self-published that you know, eventually for me to get bigger distribution and bigger awareness for my book, I was going to have to, you know, have the, a bigger publisher, like a major publisher, take over the book. And as anybody knows, that's like a super difficult task yes. because um, I, I don't 
I don't actually know anybody like personally besides myself that has actually gotten with a publisher. It's almost like trying to get into Harvard or something. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's uh, it was a really. I mean, I knew it was gonna be a daunting task, you know. And I, and at that time, I had no clue about how to even you know get in the door. And it's a it's a really. And now looking back, it's a difficult process. But going back to the law of attraction, you have to know exactly what it is you want. And I, I knew that's what I wanted. So we all, we all start from there. You all start from there, but actually you started beyond that. I mean, early on in that you read a lot, a lot of books about how to manifest your dreams from the very beginning. And was it called the law of attraction then, or you're just picking up all these books, right? Yeah, all these books. And it was not called the law of attraction. I mean, I've read some bizarre i can't say bizarre but like really <laughs> far out occult books um deep theory books that most people have never even heard of and so um i would go to the library as a child i was probably 13 12 or 13 and i would always gravitate towards the occult section you know um and i would check out those books and those books would tell you how to use your mind to manifest your reality and i was always like and, you know as a, as a child i didn't have much so you know, you make with what you can get, and you know, you always want to learn new tricks or techniques. And at the time, I really wasn't knowing what I was reading, but I, I was applying a lot of the information still. And um, it's just all the accumulation of knowledge plus the secret too. You know, I've saw the seen the secret. You know, um, it all accumulates into you know this vast worth of knowledge that you really want to. You know, now that I figured out kind of the key concepts of it, you really want to share it with other people so they can also improve their lives too. Right, but. You didn't get all of the information that you needed. So I read this in your bio, which I thought was terrific. You decided to take it into your own hands <laughs> and write a book so that you could reveal the missing components that uh, the secret really didn't get into. Yeah, it actually started from when I was explained to other people like what I knew. I was explained to them and all of a sudden they always said, you know, with, that, with, with what you're telling me, you should probably write a book about this. And I'm like, uh, I don't know if I can do that. It doesn't seem like myself. And they're like, no, no, you really got to put this together because I've never heard stuff like this before. And I'm like, oh, well, I guess I should. So I started from the bottom up, from scratch, on the computer at home. I just started on you know Word, just typing it up. And it was very, very dis disorganized and messy. And it took a lot of time to put it together and clean it up. And so it was a whole process to get this thing to get through. I, I mean, if you would have told me back then in 2008 or 2009 that I would get this done, I would have probably never believed you. <laughs> <laughs> but you did it. You did it. And and what was the key? After you decided, okay, I'm going to write a book, how did you manifest from there? How did you How did you get that book going? You just took the action steps? Did you see signs? Did you... <laughs> see encouragement from the universe what what was it well at first it, it just started out as a, just an ebook just like an ebook that i just sell it wasn't even an actual book it was just an ebook on the computer and um i don't know how i, I started sending it out to people and things i don't know it, it just floated around the internet and then um uh, you know, in the, the law of attraction, it's one step leads to another step. You just follow along the, the, the game path of the universe, you know. So it was just an ebook, and then, um, you know, not even hard, not even paperback published, nothing, just a self published ebook, which is very unorganized, too. And then um, I was told by someone, you know, there's a law of attraction thing, lady, uh, conference going on around near you. And we're, I'm in Cocoa Beach, Florida. So um, he said, yeah, you should go and check this out. So I went over to this conference, and I didn't know anybody there really. Didn't really know anybody. And then this one woman just came up to me who read the the ebook and said, 
you need to get this out in like paperback edition. And I'm like, I, I haven't had the slightest clue how to even do that. So she goes, no, no, I, I know this guy. He's in, he's, in, he's in your area. He's Cocoa Beach. Um, let me get his number for you, but he can publish your book for you, which means essentially it's self-publishing because he, he'll print your book for you. He'll, he'll organize it for you. He's a publisher, but you have to upfront the money and everything and right. you know, do everything else. So she goes, okay. So you know, I went, went back, and the next day in the office, I called him up and then um, told him what was going on. He goes, you know, come and bring your stuff in. Let me take a look. And then so uh, from there, long story short, he ended up creating, you know, because he, he's a professional uh, with the software and stuff like that. He was able to really format my, my book from the ebook to an actual book together. And then we started printing actual paperback copies, even though, I, like I said, it's self-publishing. So I was upfronting all the money to do this. And, and again, not knowing how popular it would get, not knowing where I was going with it. But, you know, in my heart, I had the belief that I had to get this message out to the world. I, I, I had this vision that it was going to get big. You know, but even though at the time it seemed like it was going nowhere at the time. And um, it wasn't until these paperback copies, people started because, you know, my email address is in the in that book. They would get it. They're like, oh, and I get it from people from all over the country. You know, someone was like, oh, well, I'm a teacher at school and I want to buy a, a set of these books from my class wow. and things like that. And I was like, whoa, OK. And then I started to realize how big of a impact it was actually making. And so then um uh, that's when I started realizing, hey, maybe I do have a chance with a publisher, you know, even though it's a long shot still, but maybe I do have this one chance. And so I just kept moving forward from there. Wow. And and look where you are today. I mean, it's it's in print in China. You can't yeah. get any bigger than that. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah. This is phenomenal. You know, I we have a caller, um, Lisa from Maryland, and she's actually read your book. Would you mind if we kind of chatted with her and see what she thought of it? Not at all. That's what's what it's called for. We're ready to answer some questions and maybe get some feedback from actual people online um, about who, who's read the book. Wonderful. And uh, Lisa, are you there? I'm here. Great. So when did you read the book, Lisa? I purchased it immediately following the interview that I heard a month ago with Dr. Che. Oh, I great. knew that was the that was the key information that I needed that I'd been missing for years. Wow. And, and then, go ahead. I was going to say I've been following um, what I call metaphysical teaching, the law of attraction, basically, for, um, well, since about 2010, 2011, and I read books and books voraciously, but um, and I and I tried to apply what I was learning, but I never got a repeatable process. It was more so hit or miss. Mm -hmm. When I read Dr. Che's book, the key for me, um, where he talked about the um, detachment portion of it. Yeah, that was the missing piece for me, and it was so simplistic. But when I started applying that, it was I I found the repeatable process. And and did you actually manifest something from that? Well, since I've only been since I only read it about a month ago, and I have some major things that I'm working on. Um, and you know, you're not supposed to talk about it. Yes, outside exactly. Of your three minute period. <laughs> I'm going to stay away from those, but I did have a, a couple of test examples that I can share with you that are a little more funny than anything else. Please. Um, um, with the work that I do as a contractor, I'm supposed to have this conference call on a weekly basis, and I dread it every week. And for the 
past three weeks, I've applied um, the methods that I learned in the book, and I've been able to cancel that meeting three times in a row consistently. <laughs> and um, so the first two times, I thought, okay, maybe this is a fluke um, that the other the the managers in charge uh, canceled the meeting without me having to be directly involved. But it really hit me that it was a repeatable process this past Thursday when I was on the call talking to a person as we were waiting for the primary manager to show up or or to come on to the call. And we waited and we waited and she never showed up. And when we got off the call and went back and looked at the email to see if she had sent us anything, she had sent us a message saying that she could not get on to our conference call because she didn't have the right link. Oh, wow. <laughs> now, that, the link that we've been using, the call, the, the phone number that we've been using, that's been in place for the past year. But she didn't have, for whatever reason, she didn't have the right information to get onto the call. That's when I knew this thing was real. <laughs> <laughs> that is great. That is great. Wow. And I do have one other example. It's a minor example, but it really blew my mind. Um, for work, normally I prepare my own lunch when I'm going into the office. This one particular day, I decided not to do it. I stood in my kitchen and I said, Universe, God, I'm going to trust you for my lunch today. And since I work so close to Little Italy, I would like pizza from Little Italy for lunch, that or something better. I get to work. I forget about it. I detach from it. I'm doing my work. <laughs> One of my coworkers comes to me and tells me, Lisa, there's free lunch in the uh, copier room. I go into the copier room. There's no pizza from Little Italy, but from Little Italy, they had um, chicken parmesan, ziti with spinach and sausage, Fresh garlic bread and the best cannoli I have ever had in my life. (laughs) (laughs) So I got my something better. Well, I'll I'll say, did (laughs) you then realize that the law of attraction really works, right? It really does. So I'm very hopeful about these other things that I'm working on. Okay, well, good, good. It was great to me to be able to use those small things as examples to give me um, the con- the a heightened vibration. To, yeah. Right. The confidence, yes. yeah. And the heightened vibration to believe that these other bigger things are possible. Wow, that is so good. You don't have a question for David? Things have been working so far, so I'm not really sure what I... Well, that's good. I'm so glad you called in. Thank you so much. You know, we do have uh, um, someone who sent in an email. And David, if you don't mind, I want to read this question. It's from uh, Kevin in Melbourne, Australia. Yeah, sure. He says, uh, good day, mate. (laughs) I have been practicing gratitude for the last few weeks. And I recently set 10 goals and visualized and really felt I had these things. I spent almost two hours doing it. And when I was finished, I felt like I had these things. But 
my question is, what now? Do I visualize daily or do I just act as if these things are already there? I, I feel like the visualization is still the asking phase. And I'm just a little confused on the receiving phase. Can you shed some light on this? Well, reading Kevin's um, um, email with a message, I can tell you right now, he most likely has not read my book. Ah, ah. <laughs> Well, because first of all, the first thing he says is, I really see set 10 goals and I visualized, I felt these things and I spent almost two hours doing it. Okay, that first of all, um, if you're setting that many goals, you really need to cut it down a lot because oh. the law of attraction isn't about trying to manifest all those things at one time. It's about taking your time with each one and you know, not overwhelming yourself. And you shouldn't have to be spending two hours doing it because if you're spending two hours, do, well, it's probably two hours for 10 things. You should spend probably five minutes for one thing and, and keeping it at one first, you know, moving little by little. Um, the law of attraction, again, isn't designed to be manifesting a lot of things at one time. It's, man, it's more designed for one thing at a time. I'm not saying you can't manifest more than one thing at a time, but it's more designed for that. And so uh, setting that many goals is kind of overwhelming. It would overwhelm your subconscious mind too. And spend that much time doing it, I mean, it's just... I mean, your, your mind's going to be all over the place because it's all about focusing your mind on one specific thing and putting all your energy into it so the universe actually receives it. If you're spending that many, that, if you have that many goals and you're spending that much time doing it, the universe will get confused because it's almost like, imagine, you know, one person talking to you, you can really get it, but imagine you have 10 people talking to you at the same time. Mm. That, that would just overwhelm yourself. And you'd be like, oh, okay. So you really want to cut it down. And then, um, well, my question is what is now? I would tell Kevin that, you need to cut the goals down. Let's let's start with one main one, and then you know leave it to five to ten minutes for that one, and and stick with that until you actually see results. And do I visualize daily or do I act that I have these things? Well, you should be visualizing that one thing daily, and you should act as you have these things. That's the key concept of it. You know, in the law of attraction, we say fake it till you make it. That's one a common thing I've heard too. Yeah. Fake it till you make it, and then. Um, Yes, I feel like that visualization is still the asking phase. Yes, the visualization is, is, is still the asking phase and the feeling it too. And, you know, after you go through the visualization, it's about also taking action. Like he doesn't, well, his email is not too long, but it doesn't talk about taking action. And again, it's in the book too. But um, he said, I'm a little confused in the receiving phase. Well, in order to receive, you still have to go out and take the action because here's the key. Once you start feeling the emotion and the universe, you know, feels what you're feeling, and starts putting into the process of manifesting into your reality, there's like, there's energy built up already. And this energy needs to be released. And if you don't release it, it'll, it can come back to you in negative ways. So once you start feeling and visualizing it, you know, for some time, you have to, after some time, you need to go out and start taking action towards it. And so this releases that energy that the universe is building up. And that, unit, and that energy from taking action uh, mixes with the energy from the universe. And slowly starts to bring whatever it is you want towards you. So I don't know if I made this clear in, in, a, in a previous uh, call before. So for example, let's say you're trying to manifest. And there's a story where I read when I was you know, learning this stuff about how some guy trying to manifest you know, a couple thousand dollars. And uh, when he was man trying to manifest it, he didn't go out and take action. He just kept, maybe he didn't know enough about the process. He just thought, oh, if I just you know, visualized and felt it, it would just come to me. But he didn't know enough about the process to say, I got to go, go take action. So eventually one day he got into an accident at work or something. And then when he got into an accident at work, he um, uh, filed for workers' comp or something like that. 
and then the workers' comp came, it was the exact same amount of a couple thousand dollars that he had visualized. But that was for the injury that he had. So because you weren't taking action, and, and you know the, the, this energy that you build up, it takes what's called the path of least resistance. So if you have a water leak somewhere, water also takes the path of least, least resistance. So if you have a, a um, you know a little leak in your house, it always follows the path of least resistance. Also, too, with the law of attraction, if you're not going out and taking action, the energy will still manifest back towards you, but it'll, but it will also take the path of least resistance. And when it does that, it'll come back to you. But if you're not taking action towards it, it can come back to you in negative ways. That you hadn't anticipated. Wow. So, so you're saying that you're, you're kind of diversifying the energy instead of keeping it focused on one thing. You're you're splitting it, the creation up. Yes. Uh, and so it's, it's just not possible. That's really great advice. Yeah. So, for example, in the case, my case, when I started to go out on my quest to find a publisher, I didn't just manifest the publisher and stand around. I sent out like. 100 emails a day to different agents, uh -huh. you know, just trying to get something going. You got to keep the energy going, and eventually something flows flows back towards you. You know, it's all about it's all about putting building up the energy, the asking energy, and taking action is that releasing of the energy, and so that you, you allow the universe to help you. If you don't if you don't take any physical action, you don't allow the universe to help you. And your confidence level after contacting 100 and not really getting that much response was. Is that a, a deterring factor? It is, and then that, and that's why the law of attraction is, as Lisa mentioned in my book, it's all about detachment. Because okay. as you go toward the steps of taking the action, there's going to be a lot of obstacles along the way, which will make it seem like you're not getting what you want. But as the universe has ways of doing things, those might, might those on the surface might seem like roadblocks and stopping you from getting what you want. But in actuality, a lot of times they're stepping stones to getting what you want. Mm. So my question, where do limiting beliefs fall in this then? Well, I limiting, mean, if, if you yeah. always have um, uh, a feeling that or you're so familiar with your limiting belief and a lot of people don't even realize that they have a limiting belief as far as finances or whatever, what, what do you do about that? Well, limiting beliefs, and, and like I said, I start my book out with chapters and beliefs because beliefs is basically everything that we are. I mean, what we, the actions we take, uh, what religions we follow, I mean, all the actions and things we do come from our beliefs. And so, you know, having the right beliefs will determine how successful you're going to be with the law of attraction. And people that really don't, haven't understood the concept of beliefs and how everything flows with the law of attraction, they might have a lot of limiting beliefs. Like, for example, um, maybe, you know, they're uh, they finish college or they're, they're in their 40s or 50s and then they think, well, I can't go back and learn a different career, a second career. I can't learn new information because I'm too old. That's like a limiting belief. Like I can't, like the, they, they think that they can't do something or, or anybody they think they can't do something. That's a limiting belief. And so, um, believe it or not, a lot of people think that way because they just don't understand how, you know, beliefs control our destiny. And so, um, uh, yeah, limiting beliefs is a big problem, and it's about, you know, when we get callers on here, I can talk to them about, you know, what's limiting them, what's holding you back. Has it been a childhood experience, um, uh, people telling you that you can't do something, and it's been following you all the way up to adulthood? And I mean, there are a lot of different causes of what limiting beliefs are. And once you explain to people that, no, that you're only limited by your own beliefs, um, then, um, you know, people can change their thoughts for the better. Interesting. So if a person 
wants to win a million dollars via the lottery and mm. they don't believe ever since childhood that they were actually worthy of winning a million dollars is that actually going to then prevent them or will they by fluke just win well winning any kind of lottery or any kind of big money in a sweepstakes that's a i don't i don't call that a really reliable system of making money or having money um, that's not to say I tell people don't think that you can't do that you know at the same time because um, you know it's always fun to visualize things like that like I'm winning the lottery I'm winning a big sum of money but um, I don't think that's a good example to use for some it's like saying oh well uh, I think a better example would be maybe when when you know the, the person is younger they're not maybe they didn't do well in school or then they weren't that smart or something and and you know their parents or friends or, or teachers are telling them um, you won't succeed in life you won't, uh, you won't make it. You're not smart enough. You'll, you can't become a doctor or a lawyer. You can't be these things. And that's a good example of what I call uh, limiting belief, you know, mm -hmm. from that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, if you think Einstein, when he was, you know, Einstein, the greatest scientist of our time, uh, when he was in grade school, he was told by his teachers he, he wasn't going to amount to anything. <laughs> I know. <So>. Do you <laughs> believe that? <laughs> Yeah. And and we're we're still proving Einstein right, <laughs> right? Yes, exactly. Just recently. Yes. Wow, that's pretty fascinating. I got a another um, email that I wanted to read real fast from Susan at Portland, Oregon. She asked, "I am in a situation where I desperately need a change to a place that is more inspiring for myself." and my partner. We both want the change. The problem is he believes he is chained to his long-term job here and will not move because he doesn't believe that there's a good enough job for him anywhere but here. And he's made that clear several times. She needs, Susan needs to find more meaningful employment and so that she can move, meet like-minded friends. She's uh, tried to make friends in this area, but she's just not successful. Uh, and she doesn't want to leave her partner. So her actual question is, how can I work the law of attraction when one person in the relationship does not see any possible chance of change? What's your advice for that? Well, that's not an easy situation. You know, especially when it comes to relationships, you got one person who's all for something and you got one person who isn't. And if you go back to her email, you just see how many times, I mean, we were just talking about before about beliefs, right? Mm -hmm. And look at look at the way she worded it. The problem is he, quote, believes he has changed yeah. his long-term job here. He, you know, he, <laughs> and, he, and, and he will not move as long as he believes there is no other job as good as he has here for him anywhere. See, it's all about your beliefs. And, you know, in this situation, when you have one person, the wife, who who knows, who believes that she, she, they can change it, and then the husband who's being stubborn, who can't, that's a difficult situation to, uh, for them to be in. I mean, it's, it's going to take a lot of convincing, a lot of talking, but as long as he, you know, chains himself to his beliefs that, you know, things can change, I mean, there's not much you can do. There's only so much you can do to try to change a person's thoughts, you know, and ultimately it has to be them that make the decision. Right. So should she detach from that situation and just focus in on what her desires are? Or another, yes, that's one way. Or another way 
and it's always not easy to use a law of attraction on somebody else, but it can be done too. And that's to try to for her to try to create this situation where they're in a different situation, where she can visualize herself and her husband in a different situation. She can visualize her husband changing his mind about not staying there. Ah. Yeah. And then um, uh, that slowly over time may cause him to change himself because it might change their circumstances. You know, she might try to visualize the different circumstances and it might change their circumstances to a point where he might change his mind about it because things are changing around him. Interesting. Now, now, how important is your phrasing? Um, what you say and speak out to the universe is that important to me? I mean, you get a lot of. I mean, I've seen a lot of books, read a lot of other people's materials, and you know, heard different things. And a lot of teachers, a lot of books try to tell you that oh, you got to say it out loud, affirmations. You got to repeat all this stuff to yourself and say it. I mean, I, I, I mean, there's nothing really wrong with that. But to me, the universe. You know, is an empty, empty source of endless source of energy. And the universe, yeah. and you know, how many different languages we have in this world, right? Well, right. the universe doesn't doesn't go by our language. Doesn't go by what we say to them. The universe goes by our feeling. That's how it responds. That's the universal language that we all have, that the universe picks up on. That's the way I feel about it. And so, when you have something, when you want something, you you visualize it because the universe responds to imagery too. You know, not just words, but imagery and emotion. So when you visualize in your mind what it is you want or see what it is you want and have that feeling associated with it, I think that's more, way more important than having to say something many times. Because a lot of times people just say stuff, but they're not feeling it. That doesn't mean anything to the universe. The universe responds to the emotion. And so um, by doing it that way, I think that's a better system, a more reproducible way for the universe to respond. So the NLP which means um, you have to phrase it in a way that's so positive in order to get to the brain. Sometimes I totally disagree with that too. So your feeling is it really is based on the emotion and the passion you put behind that emotion. Exactly. And like I said, I know about you know, NLP, Neuro Linguistic Programming, and it has its merits. Um, but in terms of the law of attraction, when we're in this subject, um, I go for more for the feeling, for the emotion. I mean, think about this. Think about anything you've, I mean, uh, to, to the callers that are listening, anytime you've ever really purchased a, a car or purchased you know, something that, you know, that meant something to you, don't, don't you realize there was emotion behind that, though? Mm-hmm. Like the, 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 that car you're driving, I mean, you had to really, I mean, for you to be attracted to something, there had to have been an emotional appeal to it. That made you go for that that watch, that car, that 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 physical object that you liked, or that picture on the wall. There had to have been an emotional connection for you to have to, to have purchased it. So you know that, that the universe responds the same way that we respond to something that when we want it, it takes emotion, and so that's that's where I like to hit home on. And and I love what you just said. It doesn't really pick up on the language you use because there's so many different languages. Yes. And I, I've never heard it put like that. It's brilliant. I, I, I really love that. And it takes the pressure off of being and speaking so perfectly. Yes. Which yes. is just, unnormal. It's yes. just not normal. Yeah. Yeah. You, I mean, our, our imagery and our emotion, that's normal. Everybody, I mean, from, from being a kid in grade school, all of us, we've sat, we've sat in the classroom and then while the teacher's talking, we daydream, we doze off, we daydream, and we visualize certain things. Um, we feel it. We have feelings all the time from since we were child, children. That stuff is universal. That stuff is a natu- that that system is a natural way of doing something. Daydreaming, imagination, feeling. 
that is more normal than trying to say something to yourself over and over and affirmation over and over to yourself again. It's mm, brilliant. Brilliant. Um, we have a caller here, uh, Kim from Pasadena. Did you have anything that you wanted to ask Dr. Che, especially about perhaps your upbringing and, and limiting beliefs? I wanted to know, is there a routine or a guideline for a day-to-day practice of the law of attraction? Um, yeah. Have you, have you read the book yet? Or you haven't yet? No, I haven't. I'm oh, okay, okay. Of, uh, getting one okay okay yeah because in the book i do you know go into detail about the routine the practice because that's the main thing about getting into okay. a routine you know um but you know for the purposes of the show it's about uh, without getting too far into detail for the show but um in simplest terms the routine is you know you have to know exactly what it is you want and when i say know exactly what you want it's um it's not just about oh i want a car it's you have to know the kind of car that you want the style of the car everything about it the year you have to know what it is you want. You have to know in detail, not just a vague desire. You have to know exactly what it is you want. That's the first step. And and believe it or not, that that step seems sounds sounds simple, but most people never get to that stage because what they do is by mistake is they always say what they want in a negative sense. Like for example, instead of saying, "I wish I could be wealthier or I can have more money," and and obviously how much it is you want, that's important too. But um, to say I want more money. A lot of people stay in the negative. They say I don't want to be poor. Mm. You know, um, everybody states everything in the negative sense, and it's it's important to not state it in that sense because the the, the universe, the subconscious mind, gets confused. It's about stating it in a positive sense instead. So it's saying I want to have more money. You know, instead of saying I don't want to be sick, don't use the don't. I don't want to be sick. You should say I wish. I you know I would like to be healthy all the time. Instead of saying don't want to be, don't state your your intentions in a negative sense. And it happens a lot. You'd be absolutely surprised how often that happens. You know. And then um, the second stage is you really need to feel. That's the most important thing. You really need to feel what it is you're trying to attract. It's about emotion. That's the that's 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 the the moving energy for the universe. Emotion. So if you're if you're wanting a car, say a BMW, uh-huh. a silver one. Yep. Um Here. and. Uh, latest, yeah, latest. yeah, yeah, the latest model. You're sitting in that car. You're feeling yourself sit in that car with your hands on the wheel. You can actually feel the wheel in your hand. Is that what you're talking about, David? Yes, exactly, exactly. And I actually, I want to use a little example for our, you know our listeners since we're talking about this, how crazy it works. And back in like 2005, because um, I'm a kind of car kind of guy. I was trying. I mean, the the newest car that was coming out, the hottest car at that time, was going to be the uh, Infiniti M45 uh-huh. at, the, at the time, you know, the M car. And so it was coming out in 2006. And at that time, I, I, and I, the thing is, at that time, I really wasn't, I guess, really using what I was teaching. I was kind of unconsciously doing this. But I would go online every day. I would check the car out. I would look at the pictures of it. I would I would build my own on on the website, you know, and see what color combination there was, and then. Um, you know, unconsciously, and of course, I didn't say anything to anybody. This is all in my mind. I was just thinking about it, thinking about how it's in this car. I would look at pictures of it constantly, just, just relentlessly. I would feel the energy of it. And then finally, when I went to the dealer to order it, he goes, you know, David, this 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 combination that you want this is, is like really like impossible. Like, I don't know if we can get this. Because it was a, the one that I wanted was a sport, but sport doesn't come with wood trim. It always comes with that silver trim that you always get. Uh-huh. And so he goes, you want a sport model, but with the wood? He goes, ah. I don't know. I I don't know if I'll be able to get this, you know. And plus, you want to be you want to be like the first one in the in the county or the the, the state to get it, you know. And I was like, oh, okay, whatever. And finally, when they called me to get it, 
the car. I went over and he goes, you know, I was telling you it was like impossible, but um, they told me like from Jacksonville they had they had a they had a they had one of these just one that was it the entire one in the entire area the count the state pretty much they only had one and uh, we got this for you. I was like, oh my god! It's exactly what you wanted. <laughs> yes, the same wow. exact one that I kept thinking about, you know, and um. So. And you detached from that instead of thinking, oh, I got to figure out a way to get that. Yes. You kind of yeah. just, just let it go and said, you know what? I'll, I'll, let, I'll let them handle it. See what you know what they can do, you know. So, but yeah. And, but, and you knew you were going to enjoy the car no matter what. Yes. Yeah. But but you had you stated a higher person purpose like uh, Lisa was stating that, too. Yes, exactly. Wow. Exactly. That and is so, yeah, and going back to the caller, I mean, the routine. Like I said, we talk about more of this in the book, but it's about setting aside some time every day. And it doesn't have to be a lot. It could be five minutes, three minutes, five minutes, you know, maybe a little bit more. It doesn't have to be a lot. And set aside some time and um, slowly follow steps that I outline in the book on how to and what to do. And um, as the other caller had noticed, it's a repeatable process. Once you get the hang of it, it's a repeatable process. Um, it shouldn't have to be something that you really have to struggle or, you know, toil over. Like the guy from, I think Kevin in Melbourne was trying to do 10, trying to manifest 10 things in mm-hmm. two hours. I was like, it should not, it, that sounds more like work. Yeah. It have to be, it be, the law of attraction should be a fun, repeatable, and you know, enjoyable process. It shouldn't be something that's arduous because then it's work. And so it shouldn't have to be like that. Universe, universe didn't want us to be in that situation. The universe wanted us to manifest what, what we wanted freely in a free flowing kind of fashion. So if you're not having fun with it, you're doing it wrong. Exactly. Exactly. Isn't that something. <laughs> I love that. Um, I let let me. I want to read this last question because I I want to make sure that they get their um, questions answered here. Mm-hmm. Um, it is from Pete from uh, Marino Valley, California. It's. Um, he says, I fully understand the law of attraction and have witnessed it working in my life in terms of my career, my business and more. But if I think of an incident where someone did something that pissed me off and just as an example, I imagined beating that person up, I feel it. I can almost be there feeling the anger, feeling myself giving that fresh guy at the market a slap or punching someone in the face (laughs) after Uh, reading a terrible crime that was done to a kid in the news. He stated it's a bit of dramatization, but he wanted you to get his point. Um, So he goes on and says, when I try to visualize things like winning or even just walking down the warm beach without a care in the world, I can imagine it vaguely, but not with the intensity of that negative thought. He says he doesn't feel that sun on his arms or like feel like when he's driving a luxury car or like he could be madly in love with somebody he adores. He's more inclined to feel the negative. What do you suggest on that? Well, it sounds like, was it Pete? Yeah. Yeah, it sounds like Pete has, um, I don't know if you, let's put it this way. This question, 
I don't think he he says I fully understand the law of attraction and witnessed it in my own work, my own life in terms of my career, my business, and blah 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 blah. But let me tell Pete if he's listening that I don't think you really fully understand the law of attraction, even <laughs> though even though that's what he thinks. He may think he does, but he doesn't. Because once you understand the law of attraction, and in the book I do go into it. I did and I, I mentioned it real briefly. And again, it's your it's your emotions that manifest. Really, it has the power to manifest. And talks to the universe and manifest which, what it is you want, right? Uh-huh. And so I always tell people, look at the word anger. It's just one letter short of the word danger. <laughs> you take you take danger, you put one letter away, it's anger. You add one letter, it's danger. So danger and anger are intimately related in my book. And so uh, he fully understands the law of attraction, but he's, a, he's in an incident where um, he goes to the grocery store and feels like beating someone up. Okay, well then you don't fully understand the law of attraction because the law of attraction is about learning that emotions manifest what it is you want and learning how to control those emotions and channel your negative emotions, channel your tough, the bad emotions into positive emotions. And it's obviously, if he's, the way he's talking about it, he's not doing that. He's, he's actually letting his negative emotions, his anger emotions, overtake his aggression, overtake his positive emotions. I mean, so so he doesn't realize that he has the choice in how he thinks. He's kind of like living life by default, that he's only going with the negative. He doesn't realize that he could put just amount, the amount of um, uh, power behind the positive feelings too, right? Yeah. Yes. Go, I mean, I'm, I'm, reading, I'm reading more into his email, and it seems like, obviously, he hasn't read my book because it looks like all he really knows about the law of attraction is about thought. Because it's been overkill. All the law of attraction books out there, it's all about think this, think that. All you do is think, 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 think positive, never think negative, think, think. It's all thought, and it's been overkill. And so reading reading Pete's email, he never mentions um, how uh, emotions and law of attraction come together. He just thinks about – and look look where he says. He says, I don't get why it is when I've practiced the law of attraction for years, why I can't – deep dive and get lost in positive visualizations the same way I do the negative ones. See, all he's focusing on is thoughts. He doesn't have anything, any concept of emotions and you know how emotions are the true factors behind, is the true energy behind manifestation. Oh, that yeah. is really good, David. You, yeah. That's really good that you picked that up. That's huge. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that poor guy. Can you imagine living like that and just being more familiar with the negative side? Oh, it's just like life can't be that much fun for him. No, no. And, you know, we, we had all these, these questions here. Let's see. This is the second lottery question here. So, and I've addressed this in one of our previous, you know, interviews, but since we have live callers on and more people are going to be listening to this this weekend, oh, I, really yeah. Need, I, yeah, I really need to address this lottery issue because that's... Please. It comes up all the time, you know. They they raise their hand when I'm giving a seminar, like, "How do I use the law of attraction to win the lottery?" And blah 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 blah. And this this gets overkill too. And and believe it or not, a lot of the experts in the books, they kind of avoid this topic. Yeah, they, they kind do. of just shy away shy away from it. Well, I don't mind hitting this topic head on because you know I know exactly what's going on with this. And and of course, who doesn't want to win the lottery? You know, <laughs> you got 200 million Powerball. Who doesn't want that? Okay, but here is the explanation. And we can go through this in future conversations too because people might forget. But for our listeners today, here is the explanation about lottery and the law of attraction. Now think okay. about this. When you, when you read the book, you know, when you have a thought of something, it goes up to the universe, goes up into the ethers, and it collapses what we call a wave of probability, right? Mm-hmm. 
And so you created an aspect. Let's say for right now, Jules, only you, you, you want the silver BMW 2016. Only you know about this because that's what you want, right? Right. So, and, so from your point of view, you've created this aspect of reality that no one else is aware of because you're the only one thinking about it, right? Right. Okay. Okay. So, you know, I think it was Lisa from Maryland. She said that, you know, she said she read my book. She says, don't tell anybody about it. Right. Because when you tell something about what it is you're thinking, so you, let's say, Jules, you, you told me, you know, David, I'm trying to manifest a silver BMW. And, um, well, now that, I, now that you told me, I know about it now, what you're trying to manifest. Right. So my thought waves can alter your thought waves, can, can have an impact on it. But if I'm not aware of what you're thinking about, you didn't tell me that, I wouldn't be able to, 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 to manipulate or uh, even – and then it, it wouldn't be on purpose either. Just from me knowing about it, I could, I, would, I could unconsciously alter what you were thinking about, you know. And so well, – explain we, that. Explain that a little bit more. Your wavelengths are altering mine. What, and, and, and it wouldn't be on purpose either. It could be unintentional. Yeah, right. Because, but, because, because think about it. No two objects can kind of occupy the same space at the same time. Oh my God, you know? that's right. That's yeah, right. so so now that I'm thinking about what you're thinking about, and let's say you told ten people, now we got ten of us that knows what you want, that are thinking about what you want. That's gonna alter, that can alter the the the, the manifestation of what you're trying to do, you know, just just by our thought energy. Wow. And so so that that's why you want to always keep your intentions a secret. You never want to tell anybody. And then, and then the Bible, Jesus kind of goes into this. And I'm not saying I'm, I mean, I'm being religious, but in, in the Bible, according to the Bible, Jesus says, when you pray to the Father, go into the room, close the door, and pray in secret. That's what Jesus was referring to. Don't tell everybody what you're trying to manifest. Keep it a secret. Until, obviously, until it manifests, then you can tell everybody about it. But when it's in the process of it, don't be telling anybody about it. Keep it a secret because people can unintentionally, and not in a bad way, alter what you're trying to, or change what you're trying to manifest. So, how does this all apply to the lottery? Well, think about this. When you have like a, you know, with the, with the latest Powerball was like 1.5 billion. Mm-hmm. How many people do you think were playing this Powerball? A lot. Millions of people, right? We're just playing it all the time. You know, millions. So everybody has a brain. Everybody has thought waves. So everybody that's playing is going to try to visualize or unconsciously visualize that they're going to win this thing. So when you have so many people, that many people trying to visualize the same goal, Everything essentially cancels each other out. Wow. This isn't like you just trying to manifest a new house that you know about. Or you trying to manifest a car that only you know about. When it's a lottery situation or sweepstakes, the reason why there's so much money into this is because everybody's putting money into it, right? It's, it's the pool of money. And because it's a pool of money, everybody's thinking about it. And because everybody's thinking about it, it's not a secret. Right? If I'm playing Powerball and we're, we're at the grocery store, I got, I got a thousand other people playing too. That's not a secret. We're all playing. Everybody knows what everybody's trying to do. Everybody wants to win it, right? Oh. It's an everyday. It's, it's not a secret. It's an everything. It's an everybody, all in it situation. And so that's why the lottery is like strictly pure luck, because when so many people are in the same contest, trying to do it and putting money into this, trying to win the same thing, everybody's thought process in essence kind of cancels each other out. So it turns into random luck almost, in a way. Wow. And, and again, that's not to say. You can't use the law of attraction for the lottery. You can't. You don't want to. You, you shouldn't. It's not to say you shouldn't visualize yourself winning the lottery. No, you should. You should just for, for fun. But to say to to make that like a reliable way to make a living to win it, that's not that's not realistic. You know, you see, you hear people, you know, spending like ten grand on a lot of hopefully hopefully they're gonna get this next jackpot. Well, that's not a good way to spend ten grand. <laughs> you know? Yeah, 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 no, really. There's people that do these kind of things. Yeah, you know, right. you can't. I mean, it's it's a it, to me to me when I tell people play the lottery for fun. If you're meant to win it, 
you know, visualize it. If you're meant to win it, you know, use the law of attraction. If you're meant to win it, you will. But don't go killing yourself over it because everybody else is trying to do the same thing. You know, and, and it's not it's just, don't 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 bet on it. Don't rely on that to make your living out of you for for you. you. Everybody should have a you know a good business or reliable job that they should be working at and making towards. That's their source of income. That's the realistic way to live. And you know, you play a few bucks for the lottery. That's no nothing wrong with that. But don't be, don't go chumping your life savings and and be gambling away your your money because of that. You know, it, it's a good point because you have me thinking about gamblers who do make a lot of money. Some do it as a living for life, and they do go to the casinos and they win money. They don't tell anybody. They they play the straight face. They don't in any way give off a message to anyone that their intention is to win money. Yeah, that yes, and then that that's a kind of a different situation. Those are professional gamblers. Like for example, poker. There's skill in poker. There is an actual skill besides just luck. There's skill. So you're only playing against that with a group of people. It's not like a lotto where there's like you know hundred hundred million, yeah. millions of people playing you know playing this pot. You know that's a different situation. There's there there's skill involved with what they're doing versus straight pure luck with a lottery number. Wow. That is really, really fascinating, and boy, you're making me think of things that I've never thought of before, David. I just love this. I love this, and you know what? We are almost out of time. I do want to let everyone know that uh, Dr. David Che is going to come on to my show once a month, so I want you to save up your questions because the first Sunday of every month, he's going to be answering your questions. We're going to be doing live pre-recorded shows so that you can talk directly to him, and I want you to think about the questions that you need answered. And you could even send me the questions that I will give to David so that um, he can answer it right on the air. You and don't go yeah, ahead. Eventually, yeah, eventually, I think, Jules, we talked about this. We don't want to just make this a law of attraction show. We want to make this a health and a wellness show, too, because a law of Absolutely. attraction t- ties in with that. So. Um, you know, we're not here to give you advice to go against your doctor or anything, but if there's any kind of, you know, health, you know, situation, which, you know, you want to discuss, I mean, I'm not, I'm not the know all, see all kind of person, but if there's anything, um, health and wellness wise, in addition to the law of attraction, um, we'd be glad to talk about that, you know, and answer some of your questions online and, you know, I'll share the knowledge that I have and I'd be free to share that with, uh, with people on the, on the show. That's so true because the health, if you're not healthy, how can you manifest? Yes. It stops the whole process. And so when you get your emotions in line with your mind and body connection, you're in direct contact with the universe. So this is so important. And Dr. David Che, he's got a background. Not only is he a dentist and he knows all this medical stuff of Western medicine, but he's also Eastern medicine, right? Yes. Yes. We talked about that in the last show. Um, I come from a family where we practiced, uh, my family has um, traditional Chinese medicine. And when I say traditional Chinese medicine, I, I mean the kind that's only passed down from master to apprentice. It's not taught in schools or anything like that. So if you have issues with not being able to sleep at night or you have issues with indigestion or you have issues with uh, not having energy, these are the kind of great questions that you can ask Dr. Che. 
saying he could deliver some valuable information that may be able to help you. So I am so looking forward to our monthly calls. And again, we're going to have it the first Tuesday of every month. I'll be sending out a blast email on this so that everybody, if you want to be notified of these, go ahead and go to the Law of Attraction Radio Network and um, subscribe to our updates so that I can let you know when David's going to be on because he is your best source of information. And David, we want to tell everybody again that if you want to read this incredible brilliant book that's waking up the world total law of attraction uh go to www.totallawofattraction.com how easy is that <laughs> yeah thanks yep and like i said i tell listeners it would always help you know um it would help greatly if you had read the book and the book's not long it's pretty easy reading um you know and then you can formulate your questions after you've read the information and make it uh, easier for us to answer your questions on, on the air. That's so true. Well, thank you all who are listening tonight. Thank you, David Che. This has been so great. And uh, we will talk to you next month. All right. Look forward to talking again. See you soon. Thank you. And before I say goodbye, I just want to remind all of our listeners that if you would like to chat, directly with Dr. Che about your personal issues that keep you from experiencing the miracles of the law of attraction. He will be returning as my co-host on Tuesday, April 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time slash 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for airing on April 10th. Go to LOARadioNetwork.com on your mobile app or directly to the site and sign up for the updates. We will send you all the information you need to participate in this live show. Or if you're unable to make it, please feel free to write a question via email and send it to staff at LOARadioNetwork.com. Just put in the subject line, question for Dr. David Che. I will make sure that David answers it right on the air. You know, if you're going to understand the law of attraction, you always need to learn from one that walks their talk and has experienced great success. And that is Dr. David Che. And another great thing about David is that he is truly of a higher vibration. Just like Jack Canfield says, if you want to be a success, you gotta be with successful people. So call in and talk to this amazing man, Dr. David Che. Have a wonderful, safe, and abundant week. Well, just because you deserve no less. Have a great one. Bye-bye for now. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll be back next week with another great show from Law of Attraction Talk Radio. If you'd like to comment on tonight's show, send an email to jules at LOARadioNetwork.com and have a great week.
Hold your breath. Make a wish. Count to three. Come with me and you'll be in a world of pure imagination. Take a look and you'll see into your imagination. We'll begin with a spin traveling in the world of my creation. What we'll see will defy explanation. If you want to view paradise, simply look around and view it. Anything you want to do it. Want to change the world? There's nothing to it. I know to compare with pure imagination Living there you'll be free If you truly wish to be You'll be free. 